Hi, all you SPMEs out there. Today's topic has three points and you're going to want to stick around because the third point is a secret as to how you can avoid this one mistake when it comes to self-publishing. So let's get into it. Today's topic is this one mistake will cost you thousands of dollars. Now, when you're first getting started with self-publishing and you've written your manuscript and you're going to put your book onto the market, there's a concern that maybe you're going to make one of the many mistakes that can be made. In fact, you're going to be making most likely a lot of mistakes. But in order to avoid this, you're going to need to know what those mistakes are. And that is a huge challenge because you don't know them. And so how can you fix something that you're not aware of? And that is what we are going to discuss in today's video. This is Chris Baird from selfpublishingmadeeasynow.com where self-publishing doesn't have to be so hard. Click the subscribe button if you'd like for me to make more videos like this one and check out below in the description and you can find a copy of my absolutely free self-publishing checklist to make sure that you are not skipping any of the most important steps necessary to make sure that your book is getting published and selling. So let's get into it. Not all mistakes are equal. I remember when I first moved to Norway in 2003 that we started going on hikes out in the beautiful Norwegian nature. You have the fjords and you have the mountains and you have all sorts of stuff. But one of the problems that you quickly will face inside of the, when, when traveling around in this nature is that the weather can be quite harsh. So it's important to have the correct gear. Well, which gear do you need? I had no idea. So we started going out there and I would have just like a windbreaker on and no wool, no watertight gear. Uh, I would have a backpack with me that was too big and carrying lots of heavy equipment that I simply didn't need. But I thought, well, what if I do need this? And what if I do need that? And my back would start to get sore. And when it would start to rain on us as well, rain or snow, I would get cold and wet and hungry. And the thing is, I had no food inside the backpack. I had no way of starting a fire. I didn't even understand really how to get fires going out in nature, no protection from the rain, and no quality maps. This combination of not, of making all of these different mistakes resulted in me having a less than positive experience. It left me feeling quite miserable and not quite sure what to do about it. The thing was, I was lost, cold, and hungry. So the first step was getting control over the clothing issue. So not all of the mistakes are equal. So when wearing proper clothing, we ensure that we're going to stay warm. And being warm is more important than almost anything else. Once we get cold, we think less clearly. So even if we're full, it doesn't matter. We're going to be miserable throughout the entire hike. In fact, we could be hungry during a hike or thirsty during a hike, but we simply if we're cold and wet, it's going to be a miserable experience. I even remember some of the first times thinking, well, we'll just bring one liter of water and we'd barely get into the hike before everyone had drunk up that total one liter. Later, we discovered the importance of everybody having their own water. In another hike, we, we saw that not having food with us 
was a huge issue because what if somebody gets hungry, one of the kids getting hungry? We ended up just giving them pure sugar as a result of this one particular hike because we didn't have any other food. Now it worked as a temporary solution, but then we understood that maybe it would be good to have things like a little pack of noodles or maybe some crackers inside the backpack just to make sure that we're covered in case the food that we pack isn't adequate. And the thing was, and this is the key here, slowly over time we improved the things that we had. We created a checklist of the stuff that we would need to bring along with us from sitting pads to warm clothing to wearing wool underwear underneath everything to looking at the weather we were going to be in the conditions, to using our technology with GPS and maps to ensure that we actually were having the best experience possible, and then also not overpacking our bags and spreading out the weight among the different people. But we did see that the cost of not having the correct clothing and, and boots and jackets, that alone would make the whole experience much more miserable than anything else. And that was the one mistake that was the most painful. So sometimes in different environments, we see the one mistake can be quite uh, costly. But what does this have to do with self-publishing? This one mistake that will cost you $1,000, and here it is. The, wrong, the one mistake is choosing the wrong niche when it comes to it. Just like within my hiking experience in the Norwegian wilderness, when we're talking about self-publishing, one mistake, and you're, if you're in the wrong niche, you're not going to be able to make money because there is no market. And one of the things you need to get into your head, it is that when we are self-publishing or doing any business online, we first start with an existing market. We do not create demand. We do not create a market. We simply, it's like a river that's flowing and we simply want to align our business with that river or like a sailboat. There are winds that are blowing and we want to get our, sh our sails pointed in the direction of the existing winds, where there are not too many other sailboats taking advantage of that wind. We do not attempt to create a market, but we find a market. And if we write a book in a market that doesn't exist, our chances of succeeding are slim to none because the amount of failure necessary. The other thing is some people think that, for example, like with fidget spinners, you start with a market, you, oh, I got an idea, let's do the fidget spinners, right? And so you introduce the product to the market and you're like, wow, it, given thousands of products that have failed, you finally find one product that does succeed. But what's, what's interesting is people who understand marketing, they're going to quickly swarm that industry and they're going to take your idea and start making money off of it immediately when they see that you're making money off of it. So instead, a much better strategy is not to try to create the market, but to find an existing market and then align ourselves with it. But we want to find a market that we're interested in and something we can do in the long run. So that brings us to our second point, which is make sure there are hungry buyers in your niche. Now, for this, uh, that means that we want to see that it is a market and it should be evergreen. That is a market that continues to sell year over year. You can go to Google Trends and look up that market to see if year over year it continues to grow or at least they stable because if you're jumping in a market that like fidget spinners and I think it was 2017 or 15 or something where it's 
spiked in terms of its interest and then has dropped off since then. It's a losing market. And for your books, we want to make sure they're in alignment with it, not some fad diet or whatever it might be that isn't going to be popular in the future because we want these books to create that long tail where each book we create continues to sell, not just because it was popular for one year or half a year or even a month of a year where it was crazy popular and then it suddenly disappears. And that brings us to our third and our secret top three secret point of the day and that is that you should use a tool KD Spy which you can find my affiliate link below in the description. This is the tool I use to figure out the keywords behind the niche. Just because you have the keyword we need to know what people who are looking uh, we have the niche correct we want to know what people in that niche who are interested in that topic which keywords they're searching on because that is the secret to making sure that as we move into that niche that our title of our book is going to be hitting on that so it will show up and in fact if it can be almost an exact match so we're getting into the the minds and the heads of our readers and saying they're looking for a book on this topic or this type of genre and it has these types of words and phrases just like the cover it also matches what they're expecting for a cover like a science fiction battle book it should have these spaceships on the front some epic sort of a journey or a romance novel it would have certain covers that would match that or how-to novels that books that help us within the non-fiction area that were highly focused on what exactly it is that our readers are going to be expecting and then we're prepared to deliver exactly in those areas to them on those exact types of books and we want to know that those keywords exactly match so first of all they're going to go into amazon they're going to type in those keywords which we've already researched with katie spy and then when our book shows up they see the title itself and the keywords that are being used in the description have those exact words and phrases they're looking for and it's going to resonate as opposed to other books trying to get with clever titles that simply aren't registering or showing up when they do the searches on amazon meaning your books aren't found this single mistake will cost you thousands of dollars i was amazed to see with the books that i put out that were highly targeted keywords just how much better they did than the lower quality using keywords that were not well researched using just guessing what people might like or guessing what i thought was a funny name or an interesting title nobody searches for it and when they see the title they don't know what your the value proposition is what exactly you're promising to deliver and that is going to cost you a lot of money so please don't make that mistake and do yourself a favor to make sure that you do not make this one mistake because it will cost you thousands of dollars so do you think you may be writing in a losing niche if you think the niche you're writing in is a bad niche write yes below in the comments and if not write no below in the comments to help me out no to know if this is reaching you and check up above me here for more answers to your self-publishing questions thanks